Happy holidays and welcome back to the Florida History Podcast. We're winding down our series on Florida forts in the next few weeks. And today we're going to talk a little bit about Fort Myers, which of course is one of the more prominent cities in the state. Uh, maybe the most prominent city in southwest Florida. Folks from uh, uh, other parts might dispute that, but Fort Myers certainly um, uh, up there. And um, we'll talk about Fort Myers beginning as a fort, because in fact it was a fort, which is why it is called Fort Myers, as was Fort Pierce and Fort Lauderdale, um, which we're not going to talk about in this series, those two forts, but those two forts, uh, and Fort Jupiter, those three forts, uh, we've covered that in uh, previous episodes about the Second Seminole War, really kind of the war in terms of uh, the battles of the Loxahatchee in, in and around Jupiter, and the battles of uh, the Battle of Pine Island Ridge, which was near uh, Fort Lauderdale, and uh, the military compound at Fort Pierce, U.S. military compound at Fort Pierce, which was engaged in those battles. So let's talk about Fort Myers today as part of this fort series. And Fort Myers was a prominent fort in the Third Seminole War. We've covered the First Seminole War with Fort Gadsden, Second Seminole War in this series with Fort King, although, as I said, we've covered it in other um, podcasts previously, and that's when we talked about uh, Fort Jupiter and Fort Lauderdale and, and Fort Pierce. Now we're going to talk about the Third Seminole War. Fort Myers was named for Colonel Abraham C. Myers, who was the chief quartermaster of uh, the Florida Department in the Army, and was uh, uh, ordered. The name was uh, was was designated by Major General uh, Twiggs, and and Major General Twiggs was married uh, into the family of uh, Colonel Myers. The fort was established in nineteen fifty. Excuse me, in eighteen fifty. And soon after the fort was built and established, you had Seminole people kind of appearing in the area. And obviously, Fort Myers was built on the Caloosahatchee River. Uh, those of you who are not familiar with the city of Fort Myers today, the downtown area is right on the Caloosahatchee River. There was at first fairly cordial relations with the native peoples. Remember, there had been two costly Seminole Wars. The Seminoles had been driven now. Uh, remember, in the first Seminole War, they were up around Fort Gadsden. They're on the Apalachicola River. Uh, they've been armed by the British. They're occupying uh, forts that were and fortifications that were built by the British. They've been trained in some cases by uh, British uh, experts. In the Second Seminole War, the Seminoles are uh, begin in that reservation area, which stretched from Fort Brook to Fort King, uh, modern-day Tampa to modern-day Ocala. They were eventually driven down into the Florida Everglades. We talk about the decisive battles, or really the key late battles in that war being fought uh, in uh, present-day uh, Palm Beach and Broward counties. So uh, you just think about that. They, they, they've basically been driven from... Um, Central Florida, the interior of Central Florida, uh, Ocala, the area between Ocala and Tampa. Um, the, the Great Dade Massacre occurs uh, 
uh, near modern-day Bushnell, so Sumter County, they're driven all the way down into uh, Palm Beach and Broward. The, the decisive battles, or, or the big battles, I should say, they weren't necessarily decisive. The war was basically a draw. But um, the big battles are Lake Okeechobee, uh, two battles uh, around Jupiter, and a battle around Fort Lauderdale. So those are the four uh, late battles in, in, the, in the Second Seminole War. So the Seminoles are now residing in the Everglades, the ones that have not been killed or, or shipped off to Oklahoma. And relationship was cordial with the Americans into the early 1850s. The Second Seminole War um, was basically a draw, as I said, but it was a very bloody uh, war for the Americans, right? I, I think probably um, more akin to Vietnam than any other war the United States ever fought. Uh, they, uh, uh, they were not successful with their battlefield tactics. It was, it was a muddy draw, and they had not uh, succeeded in eliminating the Seminole from Florida. And the Seminole now are quite bothered by uh, Billy Bolegs, their, their, their chief at that point, quite bothered by the fact that this Fort Myers has been built in what they think is kind of their area. Like I said before, Fort Lauderdale, um, Fort Pierce, Fort Jupiter are built during the Second Seminole War. They're effectively abandoned after, right? This is the, so south, the southern uh, portion of the peninsula, everything south of Lake Okeechobee, and the Coosahatchee River flows out of Lake Okeechobee. Um, so that, that everything south of there is, in their minds, an Indian reservation. And lo and behold, the Americans have now built a reservation just south of the Caloosahatchee River. So with the Americans having a fort in what the Seminoles considered their territory, trouble was brewing. Especially when the Secretary of War in the dubious administration of Franklin Pierce, uh, one of the worst presidents to ever occupy the White House. Uh, perhaps the only president that was worse was the president who came after him, James Buchanan. Uh, but Pierce, um, and Buchanan defeated Pierce for renomination, Democratic uh, renomination of the Democratic Party. Uh, the Secretary of War was a guy by the name of, uh, of uh, Jefferson Davis. Sure, everyone's heard of him, Jeff Davis, uh, as many um, refer to him as. And um, Jefferson Davis uh, wanted to force the Seminoles into war with the United States and start a third uh, Seminole War. And uh, included in the plan were cutting off Seminoles from all sources of supplies, uh, closing trading posts, and... Um, preventing the Seminoles then from making their way into settlements anywhere in the southern portion of the state. So that included, obviously, Fort Myers that had been founded at this point, but any of the other um, settlements where there were white residents. Um, and the second part of the plan was to encircle the Seminoles and push them into an ever smaller area within uh, Big Cypress or within the Everglades, right? Everglades and Big Cypress are where they were. And so Fort Myers was the base for this operation. 
In December of 1855, December 19th, 1855, we have a surveying party leaving Fort Myers and destroying Billy Bowleg's garden on purpose. And therefore, war began. What we call, uh, what we, we called Billy Bowleg's war when I was a, a kid. Uh, now is seen as the Third Seminole War. So we have a First Seminole War, a Second Seminole War, a Third Seminole War. That's become common in historiography now to, to, to be more descript. But this was, in fact, Billy Bowleg's war. Um, the war lasted from that date, December 19th, uh, 1855, uh, until 1858. And um, it was a disaster for Central and Southern Florida. Another war... Florida's been in a constant state of war uh, since uh, the Revolutionary War, right? Since um, the American invasions, and uh, shameless plug, uh, earlier this year, 2023, I completed a book about Florida and the American Revolution that you can get on Amazon. Um, but Florida has been in a constant state of war uh, since 1776, uh, really, when uh, uh, 1775 Revolutionary War starts uh, and actually, 1775 is when um, John Stewart, uh, the British official, began arming the Seminoles uh, to raid South Georgia, giving them um, arms and, and inciting them to, to attack um, the, the Continentals, the Patriots. So we can date it back to 1775. 1776 is when the Americans first tried to invade Florida. Florida, um, spoiler alert, uh, if you haven't read my book or don't know Florida was loyal to the British during the uh, revolution. East and West Florida both stayed loyal to the British, East Florida being the more important of the two colonies. Uh, the colony centered around St. Augustine. There were about a thousand federal troops uh, stationed in, uh, in South Florida during this war. Uh, 250 state troops that were then um, initiated into federal service and um, about 500 troops in state service. So we have about over 1,500 American men. There are only 100 or so Seminoles still that are fighting age, that are warriors. They've been really kind of limited. So many of them have been killed or moved to Oklahoma. Yet, um, the, the Americans faced the fear of ambushes and... Uh, and, and raiding parties that would come from the Seminoles. And um, Fort Myers was the staging ground for all of these operations that were made against the Seminoles. Um, at the end of the war, there was a settlement. Uh, there were about 150 Seminoles that were exiled um, and sent to uh, the Arkansas Territory, which is Oklahoma, right? With a, uh, we went through this in the Fort King episode, right? Um, it was Arkansas at the time. Uh, areas along the Arkansas River, but uh, this is now the state of Oklahoma. Later became what was called the Indian Ter Territory. Uh, so uh, they, um, they were moved and only about... Um, 400 Seminoles, maybe 350 to 400 Seminoles remained 
uh, in the peninsula. But they were the survivors. They had survived three wars, the first Sentinel War. They had survived more than three wars, right? They had survived um, the raiding in the American Revolution. They had survived the Patriots War, where the, pa where the Americans invaded Florida in 1812, uh, uh, supposedly rogues, but we've gone through this in previous podcasts, really something that both the President James Madison and the Secretary of State James Monroe sanctioned. They had invaded Florida. They had not defeated the Seminoles. First Seminole War, we've talked about the tragedy of that. Sure, that's, I guess, a U.S. victory under Andrew Jackson. They pushed the Seminoles into the middle of the state. Uh, but Second Seminole War, sure, they pushed the Seminoles further south. But still, um, they're here. They're, uh, I mean, they're those that have been moved uh, to the Arkansas Territory. But they're still here. And then Third Seminole War, there are 350 to 400 that survive and uh, stay in Florida. Uh, they had defeated the U.S. Essentially, effectively three times, uh, or four times, if you include the Patriots War. Um, and they kept the uh, Americans out of Florida, helped to keep the Americans out of Florida during the American Revolution. So you could say five times. This is what we call the unconquered, the undefeated. So Fort Myers is abandoned at that point. Um, it then ends up becoming recommissioned during the um, during the Civil War because um, the Union was looking to create some sort of fort um, in the wilderness of Florida um, and putting pressure on the Confederacy. Of course, Florida was part of the Confederacy. In early... 1864, Fort Myers was reoccupied by federal troops, and the fortifications were strengthened. Earthworks were um, were built, and then this gave the Union the opportunity to make cattle raids uh, into the heartland of Florida, where the beef was being raised for the Confederacy. And uh, there was actually a, a, a quote cow cavalry that was uh, that was. Um, stationed at Fort Myers and they were very successful and uh, uh, they uh, were there until um, after Lee's surrender at Appomattox uh, June or July of 1865 they abandoned um, and uh, they abandoned the fort and guess what it was probably only a year or two later that Fort Myers the city um Gets, uh, begin gets its start in the late 1860s, during the Reconstruction period. Ironically enough, uh, it's in Lee County, which is named for Robert E. Lee, who of course had been the defeated general in the Civil War, and the um, fed federal troops in the Union had actually occupied um, Fort Myers. But anyway, Fort Myers, the town begins soon after that. Fort Myers, the fort is decommissioned. We will be back next week with our final episode in our fourth series. We'll talk to you then.